We are on the money on Top Sport with Michael Abramson. A voice note, or rather text coming in to me from Welile from Tsolo, who suggests that it's Aysen Tsweleng as well. So Aysen Tsweleng, very popular tonight as the Chiefs' leading scorer in the derby. Most of you are saying that. I've heard various names for the Pirates' leading scorer. Let us know. But we try and introduce you on the show to new sports we've had over the, the past few weeks. We've spoken about speed cubing. We've spoken about polo. We've done wheelchair basketball and various other Smaller sports, so to speak. But tonight we're introducing you to a brand new sport that is taking the world by storm. It's very, very popular in Europe. It's becoming more and more popular by the day in South Africa. Courts are being built all the time. And we're talking about the sport of paddle. And I have on the line to chat to me about the sport, Paolo Ducarmo, who is the director of the South African Paddle Association, also an English commentator for the A1 Global Paddle Tour, which sounds very exciting. Uh, Paolo, thanks so much for your time. I'm dying to find out more about the sport of paddle that everybody seems to be playing these days. Uh, let's Firstly, welcome to the show. And secondly, can you just tell us a little bit about the sport and how it gained so much popularity in South Africa of late? Hi, Michael. Thank you for having me on the show. Uh, just a little correction there. I'm a director, not the director. Okay. So there's, a, there's, there's a few of us um, who have, uh, have, have been uh, put on board the South African Paddle Association to try and grow uh, the sport and to get the sport to where it's supposed to be uh, as a fully-fledged uh, sporting activity in South Africa. So just a little bit of background on paddle. It's actually not a new sport. It, it's... It started in 1969, so it's 54 years old. Wow, okay. So it's been around for a long time. It started in Mexico in 1969, uh, and where it's new is in South Africa. It's only been in South Africa for roughly uh, three and a half to four years. Mm -hmm. Um, And and so, and this is why in South Africa we see it as a a new sport. Uh, But it isn't new, Uh, it's only, it's brain spanking new in South Africa, but it's been around for a long time. Uh, and the various reasons why it took so long to get here, but now that it's here, it's accelerating at a, a very fast pace. Well, let's uh, let's just explain what the sport is for people who, who are not aware. Sort of a mixture between tennis and squash, effectively. You need a specific type of court to be able to play on. So uh, is it sort of a combination of, of the two, and is there special equipment involved? So, you know, it's, it's the best way to explain to a layman what paddle is, is that it's a mixture of paddle and tennis. But in fact, uh, between tennis and, and squash. And but squash. in fact, there are only three elements from tennis in it. The scoring, okay. the net, and the fact that you serve cross-court. Everything else is different. And the only thing similarity with squash is that you can hit the ball off one of the side walls or the back glass. All right. Everything else is unique. You play in a specific court that measures 10 meters by 20. Um, traditionally, uh, the walls were real walls made out of brick. And uh, as, as the sport became a spectator sport and for broadcasting purposes, those walls were replaced by glass panels. Uh, there's some wire mesh to fill in the gaps. Mm-hmm. And uh, whereas in the past, it was played on su- surfaces like concrete. Today's place played on a very high-tech AstroTurf type surface that allows the ball to bounce. The ball itself uh, looks like a tennis ball, but it's slightly different. It's five millimeters smaller in diameter and carries about two PSI less pressure than what a tennis ball would so that it doesn't bounce as much as a tennis ball. And of course, you have a very unique type of racket that you use 
to play the sport, uh, which is you traditionally made out of either fiberglass or carbon. And of course, technology has got involved. So now you even get Kevlar and cork rackets, right. but they're very different in, in shape and size and weight to what a, a normal a racket in tennis or squash or any of these other sports would be. Not only are we introducing in the slot people to a brand new sport, but also we talk about various costs of the sport. I was reading that the rackets or the paddles or however you refer to them in the sport cost somewhere between 2,000 and 7,000 Rand, depending on what, what sort of version you, you have. What makes it so expensive? Is it the materials that go into it? So Yes, it is, it is the materials. Uh, so they're technologically, they, they're very advanced pieces of equipment. Uh, they're made out of carbon fiber mostly uh, and and a, a special uh, material called EVA which addresses um, sort of uh, um, the absorption rate of the impact of the ball on the racket so it reduces injuries uh, because it is a smaller racket so the dynamics of using a smaller racket with such high pace are that it can create injuries on the arm mm. so those rackets the right type of racket uh, facilitators so they a lot of these rackets are also handmade so it makes the process uh, a lot more expensive. And then, of course, they're all imported. So that adds a lot of cost to things. You know, our currency is not the strongest mm. at the moment and import duties and so on. Uh, but but you're going to see as time evolves and as the sport grows, uh, that uh, demand or supply is going to outstrip demand. So prices are going to come down. Right. They're going to level off at the moment. Uh, the equipment is expensive. It's already started to level off. The you know, three years ago, the cheapest paddle racket you could buy was about five thousand rand. Today, you can buy one for two thousand, even for sixteen hundred rand. So prices are getting cheaper, uh, and people are going to be able to afford the equipment a lot more than what they do now. I noticed with the various clubs, particularly around Johannesburg, where where I live, there's quite a, a variation in terms of cost for court hire for an hour. For example, at Huddle Park, it costs around about 600 Rand, where some of the other clubs in Santon, between maybe 300 and 500 Rand to be able to play. Still fairly expensive, but I suppose if four people go along and play, then it's, it's, it's a really good fun hour of entertainment. Just why is there such a variation in terms of the cost of, of hiring a court? Again, basic economics, you know, supply and demand. Um, you know, you, courts are, are quite expensive to put up. Uh, and obviously the operators are, are trying to recoup uh, costs and they, they've got a business model around the operation of those courts. They've got overheads, they've got staff, uh, they've got coaches, they've got, uh, you know, these courts also play at night. There's lights, there's facilities, peripheral facilities around the courts. Mm. But again, a, as I said to you with the price of the equipment, you're going to see that over time as more and more courts open up, you're going to see a leveling off on prices, you're going to see prices drop, you're going to see prices... Uh, special offers being made on off-peak times, and you're going to see a large differential in, in court prices. Right now in South Africa, the cheapest court I've found is at 260 rand an hour, uh, and that, as you say, split by four, all the way up to 600 rand for an indoor court, uh, which has its advantages. Some people prefer indoor outdoor, but indoor, of course, helps with the weather. But it is an expensive sport right now, and it's for sure one of our main drivers at the South African Paddle Association is to find ways to make the sport more affordable for the for the, for everyone and to, to get more and more people involved because you know we can't have the sport just become a, a niche for the privileged few. We've got to get it out right. to as many people as we can, schools, uh, children, and we've got to get everybody playing this. It is, by the way, Michael, the fastest growing sport in the world right now. 
not just in South Africa, but in the world. An estimated 250,000 new players start playing paddle every wow. month globally. Well, I just know that in South Africa, I mean, everybody wants to give it a try. Everybody's keen to play it. Even on cruise ships, they have a mini version these days of paddle. It's, it's, it's very, very exciting. Paolo, we're just going to go to a quick promo. But if you'd stay on the line, there's plenty more I want to ask you about the rules of the sports and, and how people can get involved. We'll do that after this. And we can continue our interview right now with our... Let me get this right now. A director of the South African Paddle Association, also English commentator for various paddle events that take place worldwide, uh, Paolo Ducarmo. Paolo, um, we were talking before the break about people getting involved, and you said it's what the fastest growing sport in the world, which is incredible. I know I've got friends all over Europe who say to me, if you come and play in Europe, it's a lot, lot cheaper. Courts are accessible. People are joining all the time. It's a really great social activity. Is that what you're hoping to achieve in South Africa? It's exactly what we're trying to achieve in South Africa. So if you take, it's difficult for us to compare ourselves with Spain, which is the, almost the global epicenter of paddle, and there are over 20,000 courts in Spain, and paddle is only second to football as a sport. Uh, but if we can compare ourselves to a country like uh, Sweden, for example, that has over 6,000 courts. In South Africa, four years ago, there were only three courts. And today, there are just over 200 courts already wow. and, and growing all the time. In fact, a year ago, there were only 40 courts and there were only 4,000 players registered on the booking application that's used for booking of courts. A year later, and we've multiplied that by 10, there are over 40,000. So we want to get the numbers. This will drive prices down. Yes. This will make you or people be able to play for more affordable rates and, and really enjoy it because paddle, and I'm not sure, Michael, if you've played, the uh, reason why it's becoming so popular, the reason why it's growing, one of the main reasons is because it, is it, it's, it's a lot of fun. And you can say this about a lot of sports, but the reality is that with paddle, because there are four people on the court, there's a lot of banter. It becomes very social. You, you play with people you don't know half the time, so you make friends. Yes. And, and it's skill agnostic. It's one of the few sports where a very good player can play with, some, with a beginner. Right. And... And they'll both have a good go and they'll both walk away feeling they've enjoyed themselves. Whereas in some sports, the good player totally dominates the weaker player and nobody has fun. They both feel frustrated. Whereas in paddle, everybody, uh, I'll almost say that it's skill agnostic. So I often play with beginners. I play myself mm -hmm. and I play with beginners because I want to introduce them to the sport. And I have just as much fun as when I play a competitive match because it's, you know, I might still win, but we have lots of rallies and we have lots of banter. And, of course, all these courts are in, in sort of club environments where there are social activities, where there's a coffee shop or a bar or a, or a social set. And so people usually mingle afterwards and you make a lot of friends. It's a very social and very fun activity to do and for families, for friends, for and, and to meet strangers, of course. So um, just just briefly, because we are running out of time, there's so much I'd still want to ask you. I've had a question, is the sport played indoors or outdoors? But you, you've addressed that briefly, so maybe you can just go through that again. How badly is it affected by the weather if there is rain, for example? Is it singles or doubles format? And is there a possibility of paddle being introduced to the Olympic Games, maybe, or events like that in future? So I will, I will give you that really quickly. It was invented as an outdoor sport. Uh, of course, weather conditions worldwide, hindsight is perfect sight. Uh, it's now becoming predominantly indoor. Weather does affect it. 
wind, sun, and so on. We Most people still enjoy playing outdoor. You're going to start finding a mix of courts. In South Africa right now, there are only six indoor courts out of the nearly 200. And I would say in the next couple of years, you're going to see a probably a 50-50 mix. Right. It's definitely a game changer because it, it kills playing time. That's in terms of the, of, of, of the indoor and outdoor. There are singles courts. They were invented in 1972. And from then until now, there is no competition for singles. All competitions worldwide are doubles. Uh, in South Africa, we have, there are two singles courts. There's a company called Epic who has two singles courts. They're great if you don't have uh, you know, four people to play with, and there's just two of you. They're great for warm-ups, and they're great for coaching. But currently, worldwide, there are no doubles, uh, no singles tournaments anywhere. Okay. When it comes to Olympics, yes, the hope is that in 2032, paddle will be an Olympic sport. Um, the challenge was to have paddle in over 84 countries. It's now estimated to be uh, in over 90 already. Uh, we've missed the cutoff for the 2028 Olympics, but everyone's really confident that by 2032, paddle uh, will be an Olympic sport. There is, however, a world championship already. Uh, and last year was held in the United Arab Emirates. It was won by Argentina, Spain second, uh, and the third and fourth teams were emerging nations in paddle. So we're going to see over the next 10 years maybe a little bit of shift of power as paddle grows and evolves throughout the world. That sounds fantastic. Really sounds exciting. We've had a few voice notes coming in, a few text messages, just asking people if I can ask you to be very, very brief with this answer. How do people get hold of the association in South Africa in terms of wanting to build courts or wanting to get involved with clubs or be able to play? Can you just maybe give us um, where they would find that information? Sure. Uh, they can just go sapaddle.co.za. There is a website that's in Paddle Association. Uh, alternatively, if you are driving past courts or you are going past courts that are sprouting up all over the country. There are a lot of uh, really all the guys who are all the operators out there in South Africa right now doing their bit to grow the sport. And they all have very knowledgeable people working in the clubs. You can just go in and they'll be very helpful and, and help you get you set up with uh, bookings and prices. Also, these clubs, you don't have to own your racket. Uh, it's a, a very acceptable model that all the clubs have got equipment for rental uh, fairly inexpensively. So you can, uh, in fact, it's a good thing to do before you, you go and spend the money and to try out the sport. You can rent the equipment, just knock some balls around. They usually have spare staff that will play with you if you don't have a group of four to play with you. So any of these clubs are very helpful, but uh, today is the place to go um, and uh get some info you can send us an email and we'll be able happy to answer all your queries and that's paddle p-a-d-e-l of course so uh, p-a-d-e-l not the p-a-double-l-e that we do in the sea or in the river or in the dam right (laughs) Paolo it's been an absolute pleasure learning more about the sport of paddle we'll have you back on the show no doubt pretty soon to delve into some more issues that about the sport Paolo Di Carmo the uh, paddle uh, a paddle essay director telling us more about this wonderful sport let's squeeze in a quick voice note